Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Helnon. He's one of the employee engineer, employee owners and an engineer at Tab who helps us with uh, your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. So feel free to get online. Three lines open for you, 860-522-9842 on this lovely Saturday morning. We're going to get right on the, on the lines here because Bill's been waiting the longest. And let's see if this works. You there, Bill? Yeah, I'm here. Thank you, Eric. You're welcome, sir. What can we do for you? You've got a great program there. I love it. Thank you. Uh, this is a smoke detector question. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh-oh. Oh, cool. I'm not an expert or anything, but I have been doing some research. <laughs> I put Dennis on. Um, we have five smoke detectors in our home, yep. and um, uh, four years ago, ten-year batteries were put into them. They're hard wi- hardwired, and with, with the ten-year uh, battery backup. But yep. this past week, all of a sudden, one of the smoke detectors beeped only three times. Yeah. And stopped, and I went around, and I, I actually couldn't tell which one of the five it was. Of course. That's that's what makes it fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so I went around, and I tested each of them. I should tell you that uh, a few days prior to that, I went around and vacuumed each of them as per the manufacturer's instructions. Oh, wow, you're like a next-level guy. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to get on top of it. Yeah. And so uh, one of them went off, and it, it has not happened since. Uh, so I, I'm wondering if if that's normal or <laughs> did I did I dislodge something on one of the detectors? Well, what type of detector do you have? The ionization kind or the photoelectric, or do you know? Uh, it's the um, first alert. Um, I, I don't. I'm not sure exactly which which type it is. That's that's a little bit important uh, these days because a photoelectric can be impacted by stuff inside the. The area, I guess, too, as far as dust and what have you. Oh, yeah. Then I think it's photoelectric okay. because that's what I heard, yeah. Yeah, so, again, you've done your vacuuming. You've done the best you can. From the reading I've done and, and, the, and the amazing amount of comments online of all these detectors, there's lots of unhappy people. Lots of unhappy people. But that's not unusual these days when it comes to buying products, right? Lots of people are going to have problems with the products. Um, so I think you've done your best as far as vacuuming them out. I mean, that's next level stuff. Uh, for most people, they just see them up there, and heck, half the people don't have batteries in them anymore. They're just hanging there. Um, it's you know, people need to pay more attention to their smoke detectors, especially this time of year. So I don't know have any any other advice for you than I've read exactly what you've talked about. It may not happen again, mm-hmm. and you have no idea why it went off. 
No, no idea. And um, yeah. I spoke to some other people, and it seems that that happened to them also. Right. And I, I didn't know if maybe this, um, these units have a, a yearly beep when they're okay or they're resetting or recharging or whatever they're doing. <laughs> that would drive you nuts. An annual okay beep? Yeah, yeah. okay beep. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think that's the case. Okay. They do have they do have LEDs if they're photoelectric that you'll you'll sometimes are too bright for people. Mm-hmm. They also will they also will go off. I've read if, if it's too close to a steam shower, um, they see the steam as a as a thing. Yeah. So that's not the case. I don't think. Right. So I, I thought maybe it was the dust or the dirt because the manufacturers say that most of the time when they malfunction, it's because they're dirty. Right. And these I vacuumed, and then about two days later, one of them beeped. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they have we've been in here about a year and a half now and they've worked just fine so far but that's the first time we've heard them so- sound yep and uh, I I really can't tell you which one of them sounded right but one of them did but I just wondered if if it was just a freak thing or yeah no it just seems to be an issue if you look at any of these manufacturers you'll see all sorts of folks complaining I saw one one with a picture of um the smoke detectors in a bucket of water they couldn't get them to stop going off my goodness. um so yeah <laughs> because you can't take the batteries out because they're sealed which is a good thing mm-hmm. but if they won't stop going off it's a bad thing mm-hmm. um now I should tell you that this is a type that you can t- you can take the battery out and put a new battery in okay yeah so so the chirping that does happen uh at night I think I've talked about this when when you're we have to set all of our, our thermostats back to like you know fifty nine these days because we can't afford fuel. <laughs> the if it's a weak battery, it'll actually then show its weakness when it gets cold, and that's why it goes off at two or three in the morning because your house is freezing and then it starts chirping. Uh, okay. So that is a real thing. Mm-hmm. So I think you're okay. I keep an eye on it. Nice job vacuuming your smoke detector. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you get a gold star for that. Way well, ahead of me. You. Way ahead of me. But uh, I wish I had more for you there, Bill, but I don't. I'll keep an eye on it, but I, I think it's probably okay. And we haven't heard it since, yep. which is a good thing yep. because it was malfunctioning. I think it would continue to beep once in a while. I agree. Um, but um, uh, thank you very much. Yeah. I, I should say that uh, when I look up into the smoke detector, I can see a green light there. Yeah, that'll blink. And it's not, yeah, I think it just blinks once in a while or something. I'm not yeah, sure. I think that's just a normal process. It looks process. like they're okay, and we'll just keep an eye on them. Keep an eye on them, Bill. Yep, thanks, uh, sir. And, uh, you got it. Dennis? Mike, oh, thanks. Mike G weighed in. He said that the the smoke detectors will beep when they reach end of life. but uh, Four years he, is too young. Right. Four years is too young, plus it'll keep doing it every 30 seconds or so, which did not happen in this case. Right. So that's not it, but it is something to remember. All right, I'm going to let you go there, Bill, and get on to more smoke detector talk. We're going to go to Bob in Waterbury. Bob, what's happening? Hi, guys. Uh, I got a couple of those 10-year things there. Yeah. Uh, or three of them, actually. Uh, I, actually, I like your idea about the old cooking detector. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but anyhow, mine have uh, little red lights, and they blink every 45 seconds. Yep. So mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I just go sit there. So, okay. And then they have a button. Which you push. Yep. And right. You push the button and it goes woo woo woo. Yep. Yep. And that's what I do. I Very mean, good. I've never vacuumed it, and that's what I've been doing. Sounds good. You got to keep on top of these detectors, right? We get they're just gonna they're gonna be there when you need them, and if we forget, and I figured I'd bring it up as a public service because everyone talks about falling back. We're gonna be doing it pretty soon, changing your mm-hmm. detector batteries. But if your detector is over ten years old, you got to change the whole detector. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is probably about oh, it's probably about five now. I think what what you know. 
time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I didn't do, but what I would do now is like when I get my new ones, I'm going to put the date on. I, Ooh, I, I don't oh, know whether mine are yeah. eight years old or four years old. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It, it, make you sure know? you write that on there. I like that. Right. But like I say, I mean, I got one in the basement, one in the stairway, and one upstairs. And, you know, every once in a while, I'll just sit there. Yep. And 45 seconds, the red white will beep. And then every once in a while after that, I just hit that little test button, right. and it scares the crap out of you. Yeah. So, be- now, <laughs> believe it or not, there's more codes that say you're supposed to have one in every bedroom. Right. So. Uh, well, nothing happens in my bedroom, so uh, we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> All right. Sounds good, Bob. <laughs> I guess I threw that one up as an easy one for you. <laughs> yeah, you teed that one up good. Yeah. All right. See you later. You got it, Bob. <laughs> Purely my fault. <laughs> All right, let's go on to uh, Alan in Glastonbury next. What's happening, Alan? Good Alan. morning. Good morning, sir. What's up? Uh, I have a new-to-me refurbished Panasonic Toughbook CF53. Uh, it's running Windows 10 Professional. I just got it two days ago. Nice. Everything is fine with it, uh, except it will not recognize my printer. My printer is an Epson Artisan 720. Uh, I went through my computer, and I find no installation file or uh, or, or drivers. There's a bunch of strange uh, files, and, and uh, they don't make any sense to me. So I contacted Epson to see if there was some way I could download uh, installation files, and they told me that they never made such a such a such a printer, and they sent me to a monitor, uh, which was totally wrong. Obviously, the person that I talked to is new and only knows their their. <laughs> Current uh, computers, the closest thing they have is instead of 720, 7200. And I'm wondering what I should do. Yeah, we're looking for that driver for you. Um, I have a story about a vendor after I hang up with you that's similar, um, just as crazy. It's a, it's a wonderful computer. It, it's uh, built uh, tough enough. It's called the Tough Book. Yeah. It's tough enough to be dropped. Yep, and this is the third one that I've owned, and the nice thing about it is that it's got a built-in handle for carrying. Yeah, and they're, they are really tough. The Panasonic Tough Books are amazing. So we're looking up that artisan driver from Epson. Uh, I'm having a hard time finding it myself. Did you find it, uh, Dennis? I'm on their website, and I'm looking at what you get if you search their site. Yeah, for Artisan 720. Right. The options are. Artisan 835. Yeah. Artisan 1430. Uh, Power Life Home Cinema 720, hmm. which I think is what, that what you were offered. By. Yeah. Which is not the right thing. How old is this printer? There's also an Epson Artisan 725. That might be the closest that, one. That might that might work. Okay. I couldn't I didn't find any of those. Uh the 835, I have one, but it's in an, another location. Uh, I'm using this one for for, for work. And the the uh, the 835 came with uh, installation files. 
Right. They don't. They don't include them anymore. I was going to say they don't include discs in anymore. You just go to their site and get it. Yeah. We'll put the 725 link up there for you, Alan. It's probably the closest one you're going to get, and maybe that'll work for you. I actually think that at some point I had a 725 installed Mm -hmm. in my uh, previous computer. Right. Uh, And that worked. So that may be the that may be the solution. All right. Well, we'll put a link up there for you, Alan, okay? Thank you very much. Uh, your guys are, are fabulous. It's our pleasure, sir. Thank you for listening. Thank you. All right. All right. We're gonna, we'll step out for a quick break and get to more of your calls. Uh, Roger, hang on. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. I do, I do promise you a story, a vendor story, right? The last caller was talking to Epson, and they couldn't figure out what oh, printer. Oh, before we continue, Mike yeah. G wanted to suggest that he should uninstall any drivers that he's already had for that printer. That's true. Bef- and reboot the computer before trying to re- install the new ones that we just posted for. All good All good advice. Thank you, yep. Mike. Um, so we, uh, <laughs> we have a client who uh, is working with a cable provider. I'll just leave it at that. And they're getting a new internet service, a new fiber internet service from that same cable provider. And the cable provider then wants to call us. We're the IT people. I happen to know all about this. This is crazy. Oh, yeah. The cable provider is calling the IT firm of the customer. This is the customer, our customer. And the cable provider is asking us, so uh, hmm, uh, how many IP addresses do they need? And what type of handoff should I provision? And oh, by the way, what type of fiber should we install, single mode or multi-mode? So, guys, this is like so upside down and backwards. I can't even explain it to you. The cable company is already servicing them with cable internet, and the cable company is asking what type of fiber IP addresses he should offer you and what type of fiber they should even install. Why are you asking me, buddy? We're not selling this a company, we're not selling the internet service to your customer. We just happen to be the IT guys. You don't know (laughs) what type of fiber you should install. Well, the that particular vendor didn't even know what IP block they are they offering. Already, they had already offered to the customer and provided to them. And even he did not know what that was. And even in an email, when I answered all of his questions because he was driving our text nuts, he still wanted to talk to our text, even though I gave him all the answers. Except I couldn't tell him what fiber to install because you're the guy installing it. Multi-mode fibers for short distances, single-mode fibers for long distances. I don't care how you get your fiber to your customers. It's none of my business. Yeah, that that's all on them. It's crazy. That's their decision because that that has to do with the mileage of the connection. So the only we don't define that. No. So literally, as I always joke about it, that guy had to have been selling sneakers the week before. He had to have been. Absolutely. I mean, yes, no the question most inane questions. Just mind-boggling. So. Everyone in our shop is just blown away by it. Eric, why are they? I said, I don't know. I already answered the questions as best I could. So that's what we have to deal with on a daily basis, guys. <laughs> Let's go to your calls. Let's go back to your calls. We've got Roger in Middletown up next. What's happening, Roger? You there, Roger? Good morning. Good morning, sir. Hi. Uh, I had a older relative um, who was surfing the other day uh, looking for some right regular information, and uh, something popped up on their screen uh, with a Windows Defender Security Center, it said. There was a couple windows that popped up on top of each other, and underneath it looks like you can see Scanner. But it, basically what it says is that um, 
app was ADS Finance Track 2.dll. That popped up. It said it's a uh, uh, threat detected Trojan spyware. Okay, yeah, it does have a name like that. And at the bottom, it says access to the PC has been blocked for security reasons. Contact Windows support, you know, one eight something. And then there were two squares uh, that you click on, either a deny or an allow. And their mouse had frozen, so they couldn't do anything at the time. They tried uh, shutting down their laptop. That didn't work. Because um, when they, well, actually, what they tried to they closed the laptop, thinking yeah. they might shut it down, but it didn't. When they opened it up, it was still there. And yeah, what I'm what I'm seeing is that this is a fake alert. So my and that's why the that's why the mouse froze and everything froze up. And there should be a number to call, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Is, and there was. So this is a scam. You're thinking it is. Definitely I don't a scam. think it. I know it. Okay. So the question <laughs> is, well, not the question. That's what we thought as well. Unfortunately, what happened was later on when they went back to it and the mouse kind of unfroze, and I think they were reaching for the mouse or something. They said it just suddenly disappeared. I'm wondering if maybe their hand or their sleeve or something hit the finger tracker on the base of the uh, keyboard. Because uh, I that may or may not be the case. It may be part of the scripting of the scam. See what happens is your browser loads uh, a it loads a web page that contains a script that does things like display this threat at you mm-hmm. and i call it a threat because it's what it is right uh, they also will do things like block the cursor from moving freeze the computer by locking the browser session i mean any of the behaviors that you see once that's happened on your screen you, you have no way to know that that isn't part of the script that's running okay right, right. so i wouldn't necessarily think that somebody touched something in order to make the cursor go away it may be true, but you can't conclude that based on this because that script has control of what you're seeing. And the the problem is you got to get rid of that script and the way that the way that you can really kill it quick is hit control delete task manager and then use that to kill your browser session. Right. And that will make it go away. But when you start the browser back up, you have to be very careful not to allow it to restore any pages it had been loading. Because all that's going to happen is it's going to run the script again because it's cached in the browser. Yep. Is there any tool? I'm looking for the tool or the, the, the you know, when, when you first gave us the name and I said, I actually said, yeah, that just, that does sound like a virus, right? They wrote it to make it even, you know, finance tracker, right? Most viruses and, and Trojans are not going to be written to be seen that clearly. No. Right? You know, I'm tracking you.dll or I've hijacked you.dll. <laughs> or is, I've got your money.dll. Right. <laughs> so that's the first uh, clue there. But we, I'm sure we could find a good instruction link for you. Um, yeah, we Roger, can get something that yeah, you can well, follow. So I was actually going to ask if you could repeat what you said about the control, alt, delete, task manager. Oh, very the, easy. Control-Delete, it'll put a little menu up. You click on Task Manager. Inside of Task Manager, you're going to right-click on whatever your browser is, whether it's Chrome or Edge or Firefox, and then you're going to use it to kill that task or end task. That's going to end the browser, but you still have to go and try to clean up whatever's hijacked that browser. Right. And then you're you're probably going to want to, yeah, we'll, we'll post a page that tells you what to do about that. Okay, because again, they said it just kind of disappeared, which made me think they hit. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Maybe one of the deny or allow because the allow is the by default the button that's highlighted. Yeah. So maybe they hit something that clicked on that allow button. They think it disappeared, but really what it did is potentially load something into the... It could have. It could have. It could have. coming up against a hard break, Roger. You want to hang on? All right. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tam. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. And uh, then Dr. Alessi will be in with uh, Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. But we were talking to Roger over there in Middletown. He's still on the line. You still there, Roger? Yes. All right. So... Dennis found a great article for you. Yeah, it it completely describes what you saw and uh, kind of goes over what happened. And it recommends doing uh, uh, a... Uh, a series of inoculations. A series of, of scans to look for uh, any remnants of m- malicious code that might be left behind. I don't recommend doing three different scans from three different products. Right. One should be enough. And the article mentions Malwarebytes, which is probably the one I would go to. Uh, it also mentions another product, which is also very good, called Hitman Pro. Mm-hmm. So just do either or of those, one or the other of those, and then don't do all three that they recommend. Um, all you need is, is you know just one checker to make sure nothing was left behind. That should be sufficient. But then there's another step. So yes. you've, you've mitigated the issue, right, for now, until whoever's computer this is, they start surfing again and find themselves down on a dark corner of the Internet where this is loaded on their computer, right? Okay. So you want to prevent this from happening again. Yeah. So configure OpenDNS on their system. You can do it right there on their individual computer or on their firewall, and we have numerous instructions that we can share again with you. Yeah. I was actually going to go down that road of asking you about it because that was what I was thinking was I don't think they have that on theirs. Right. And um, to set up, they were actually doing, like I said, they were they were looking for some sort of political information on politicians or something like that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this thing popped up. One of my thoughts was if you've never seen a Windows Defender warning, how would you know whether this is valid or not other than the possible, you know, call this number well, right. This is so. Well, this right. is very insidious as to how they did it. The, the example of the in the article that Dennis shows, 
you know, shows this Windows Defender Security Center, and it shows you the the Trojan, the threat detected, and then of course call support, which is a bogus number. They're going to start mm-hmm. charging you about three hundred fifty bucks to fix what they put on your system. So it can and be they're going to they're going to leave some malicious software behind, right? That might never have even gotten there otherwise. So how would you know? You're exactly right. So that's why OpenDNS will give you a safer way to surf the internet, so you have let you're less apt to get tangled up in this. You can go ahead and search whatever you want. Um, you would think companies like Google uh, and all these companies that are giving the search result would be nice enough to block this site because OpenDNS knows it's bad, right? And that's the thing that always drove me nuts about Google. That you're, whoever these folks are, are Googling this information most likely, and they end up at some dark corner of the internet. Why is yeah. Google allowing them to go there? It, OpenDNS knows it's bad. OpenDNS probably well, could share that with Google and say, hey, guys, well, but some, they don't. Some of the, some of the problem is not necessarily with Google or even with the web page that you went to. Okay? Mm. Yep. What happens is there might be an advertisement on that page. Okay? Good point. Number one. That's what happens, and then somebody goes. Somebody loads that web that web advertisement on their page. Yep. The web advertisement then turns around and gets code from something else and delivers. And it, it can go from something else, and there can actually be several steps. Good point. And it becomes very difficult to be able to uh, verify all of those linkages yep. uh, that are passed along. So. It may not even be that Google sent you to a malicious site. It may not be that the web page uh, that you were at even hosted a an ad that they might know is malicious. Right. It it goes through a chain of custody, and that is really what drives me nuts about stuff like this. No, good point. OpenDNS should help prevent some of that. Oh yeah, it'll so. it'll get in the way of a lot of it. Yeah, uh, that's good. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. A, a couple more questions. If you- yeah, sure. Um, so one thought was, could the modem be affected by uh, something like this, or no. likely just the computer? It, it would just be the computer that, that showed it. Yep. And uh, because they weren't sure whether they hit the the button that said allow or deny, right? Um, they were wondering, can the, the finger mouse pad be turned off? Because they typically use a regular old-fashioned mouse. Uh, yeah, there, there are ways to turn off uh, the trackpad. You can go into control panel and turn it back on. Or or set, if it's Windows 10, it'll be in settings. You just open up the, the Windows 10 settings, and if you want to get there quickly, you can hit Windows I. Okay. And then search touchpad. Mm-hmm. So you don't even need to go through any menu options. Just tu- you know search touchpad yep. and go to the touchpad, and you can turn it off or on. There may actually be another control on there that says... Turn off the touchpad when a mouse is connected, hmm. and that might be the option that you want to use. All right, Turn it off. may or may not be there depending on the nature of the laptop. Got it. Um, all right, so it's a series of, of uh, scans with either malware bytes or Hitman Pro. Mm-hmm. Yep, not all three. But here's the other thought I had on that was typically, I think malware bytes now is um, these things. Basically, only available online as opposed to going out and buying the, the disc in the store anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how do you to, to get that? They have to open up the laptop and go to Malwarebytes. Right. The and way so I, the way you do it is you use a different browser than the one that they had, or a different computer, or a different computer, and, download download it to a and then you add you 
get the f- the file, the installer file, on a thumb drive and move it over. Okay, that's what I, with the regards to a different browser. Um, I think it's like a uh, what do you, a Google a Chromebook. So oh, oh well, that'll oh a Chromebook. Wait a minute, possibly, possibly. I'm not sure. Hmm. Well, Chromebook is not even a Windows product, so it's not, right. Okay. So then, then I'm probably wrong on that because uh, they asked what they had before, and I thought they were trying to get something like that, but they got a maybe it's an HP computer, so it would be a Windows. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I don't think HP makes Chromebooks. Nope, nope, nope. So no, they do. Oh, they do. Oh yeah. Oh, I have an overpriced one. What in my a home. crime! Yeah, <laughs> I, I had I had hope to try it out, and I use oh. it like we talk about it for our, my financial our financial work. Keep it okay. separate. But uh, it's definitely a disappointment. Um, yeah, so it's probably a Windows operating system. Download it on a thumb drive. Bring it over to the, this machine. Disconnect it from the internet. Install the software. Run the scan. Reconnect it to the internet. Okay. Hopefully, you're going to be fine. Configure OpenDNS. Yeah. And uh, you've hopefully helped a lot of people too to keep an eye out for this stuff. If you ever get a phone, Microsoft's not that nice. I don't know how no. many times we got to tell you, but Microsoft's not that nice. They're not going to say, "Hey, you've been infected. Call us." Nope, not going to happen. <laughs> Just be assume that, right? <laughs> so if you ever see a number that says Microsoft, or if you ever see a number that says Google or Apple, all of those oh. types of companies generally won't have that type of, hey, you've been infected, call us type approach, because most of them are scams. Or better yet, sometimes they the scammers will just call you. Yeah. They don't even do anything with your computer. They just call you on the phone right. and tell you that you've been hacked and we're from Microsoft and we're here to help you. Just assume none it's, of those companies are that nice. It's not true. Right. <laughs> Given this was an elderly person, I, I was concerned, but they actually uh, felt the same way. This doesn't seem right. Good. They just stopped doing what they were doing. They tried to Fantastic. shut it down. I was wondering if they, did, if they held the power off on off button down long enough, if it would shut down that way and would that help any? Oh, it would shut it down, but when you turned it back on, the hijack would still be there. Okay. Yeah, that that's kind of the danger that you've got. Okay. Got to clear that off. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate your help with that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for letting everyone know, Roger. Yes. All right. Hey, have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. So, yeah, just assume never. I don't know. People are so nice these days. People are so gullible. And, I mean... I don't. I don't know why people think companies like this will be so nice to call you. Hey, we just noticed your computer's not running right. Can we help you by getting in there and fixing it for you? Oh, sure. Come on in. <laughs> Again, just think about the old SNL, you know, Land Shark. You know, <laughs> open the door and the guy would get eaten. Remember that? Oh, remember that? Yeah. Same thing, right? There, nobody's going to help you with this stuff. So we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. And we'll do our best to help you out with your computer comments, questions, and concerns as we wait for your calls. Uh, did you want to bring anything up, Dennis, before we do before we go to a quick break? Well, let's see what we've got here. Hmm. Um, I have a couple of uh, funny little stories. Yes, uh, these are marketing flubs. Yep. In uh, one of them, HP that we just talked about. Yep. Um, used a screenshot from a Mac computer as. The picture of one of their own laptops. Unbelievable. Uh, it's kind of dumb. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, Google was tweeting about uh, promoting their new Pixel product. Yep. The Pixel 7 is coming yep. out. And um, one problem is that the tweet itself at the bottom is labeled from Twitter for iPhone. Unbelievable. So... <laughs> Somebody working for Google is using an iPhone. 
and somebody at HP thought a Mac is a good way to show off their laptops. Can't make it up. You know, I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> we'll, we'll step up for a quick break, get to your calls. Dominic, hang on. We'll be right with you after the break. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. All right, so we are back. Three lines open for you before we get to the top of the hour, and then Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. So 860-522-9842 is the number. And let's go to Dominic in Middletown, like I said. Hey, Dominic, what's up? Hi. Hi. Dominic, you there? Yes. No, you, your, your connection's really bad. Are you, are you on a... Uh, <laughs> Hands-free of some kind? Wow, you're even worse. Hello? There you are. Okay, sorry about that. I'm just wondering about what your opinion is for the web room block, right? The web room for the long. All right. All right, I can barely hear him, but he asked our opinion on Webroot software, I think is what right. he asked about. Yeah. So, Dominic, we're going to drop you because we can barely hear you. You can listen to the answer on the radio. Um, so, Webroot, we used to recommend it all the time. And we, we would recommend it for business as well. and uh, But we found that it was not doing what we hoped it would be doing. And uh, that's the thing with IT, right? We're always trying to check our mousetraps to make sure they're the, the best mousetraps. And so we make we, we, we change course. And uh, we have since no longer used Webroot in our configurations anymore. Um, and we do recommend Defender because you can actually leverage that with other technologies um, and get a better effect than if you just had the the AV alone. For home use, too, I mean, the Defender product has come along, so we're going to have, have the same advice. You don't need to buy separate antivirus software these days. You can just use OpenDNS for web filtering, which is free still. It's a Cisco yep. product. And if you have Defender, and I'll tell you right now, I mean, that's all I do at home. And the last time we had a malware infection, I think my kids were in middle school, and they were searching for Japanese baseball players, and I had a couple of glasses of wine, and and I lowered the security so he could actually get to find that, and he instantly got malware. And I don't know what I was thinking, but I lowered the uh, op- the Open DNS uh, security a little bit so he could actually do that Google search. So you know, it, you don't need a lot to protect you from the internet. You know, watch where you're going on the internet, watch what you're surfing on the internet, obviously. But if you have a good filter in place and the Defender product in place. It's it's a good prescription. Yeah. For most home users, right? Yeah. All right. Let's go on to uh Jack in Middletown. What's happening, Jack? Hi, good morning. Good morning, sir. Uh quickly to explain, I inherited a laptop, Windows seven. My laptop that I'm using right now is on its way out. It's almost dead. And this this laptop it, it, I don't know the password to it. Okay. Now, I believe there is a way to log in without the knowing the password. Am I correct? I'm going to see what Dennis has to say about that. <laughs> well, uh, the the short answer is no. Right. Now, Microsoft may put on the login window an option okay. to recover your password. It says reset the password. Or reset the password. That is only going to work if you have set up a USB stick as your recovery device for that computer. Now, I'm assuming if you've inherited it that either that was never done or if it was that you may not have that. 
Oh, definitely. I do not have you. Okay. Okay. So uh, that option is just not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. So since you don't have any care about the data on the laptop because you just inherited it, and the person who gave it to you probably wouldn't want you to see the data on the laptop no, anyways. No. So, no, the person is dead. That's right. Okay. Um, so they may not care either way, but <laughs> <laughs> you can go ahead and reload a new OS if you wanted to and start fresh. Now, the problem is if it's an old Windows 7 machine, it may not run Windows 10 very well or even be Windows 10 compatible. Do you know how old the computer is? I'm going to guess. No, I don't, but I'm going to guess. It's an Acer Aspire laptop. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I forgot the model number, L something. Uh, but the long, So if I want to reload a new OS, I can't buy a Windows 7 disk or a 10 disk. Can I? Physical disk? Um, you can get software. Um, we won't be able to get Windows Seven. Most well, you might be able to get it like on eBay or something like that. You still can buy software that way. Uh, he may be able to get the. Um, I don't care if I boot the recovery up. discs for it, it from the manufacturer. There you go. There you go. Go to the go to the manufacturer's website and see if you can download it um, and then burn it to disk or to a USB stick. Right. Uh, there may be that option. Or you may have to purchase it mm-hmm. right. from the site, but I'm thinking that's probably not going to be more than twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's so old. And it and but I think he said Acer, right? Mm-hmm. Acer. Aspire. I think they're gonna even for like a ten year old computer. I think you're gonna be able to get files from their support site okay. for that computer. I think so. So go to Acer's site and try to find the recovery disks, Jack. And recovery if, if, disc. Or recovery I, media. I they may use the word media. media. And your bot. Would that, go ahead. Would that be a dot ISO, ISO file? It, it might be. It might come in the form of an ISO file that you are then going to have to burn to uh, discs, disc. or you may be able to convert it to a USB stick. Okay. Uh, and we, okay. And, and boot to that. I understand. So before I let me put it this way, I'm gonna to have to reformat the drive on the on the on the computer I can't get into. The uh, no, the recovery operation will do that for you. Okay. Yeah, you don't need to do it if you're gonna do what we're talking about. You don't need to do any prep on the computer. Oh. Everything that it needs to do to wipe it out and start over, it will do. Uh, I see. Now, if that if that software does not exist, your other option is to just buy a new hard drive, like a solid state drive, pop it in there. And then load an OS again. But you're back to a very old machine, and Microsoft mm-hmm. seems to be, I don't know, in collusion with the, with, uh, the manufacturers to say, well, this machine is just too old to run our software. We refuse to do it. <laughs> so uh, you may not still find a good solution here because Windows 7 has been dead for a while now. Oh, yeah. So and Microsoft is already, for Windows 11, three-quarters of the hardware that's out there can't even run it. I know. Three- uh, exactly. And that's just, again, baloney. Yeah, they're but, they're yeah. they're kneecapping a lot of their uh, product base out there. But I, I I think I can save this computer because, like I say, mine is on the way out for sure. I yep. can help. Okay, yeah. Just don't spend too much on doing it because you know you find yourself a couple hundred bucks into it into a very old machine. You might have spent that money more wisely on a new system. Right. All right, thanks for your help, guys. All right, Jack. And, you're welcome. And Jack, Mike G mentioned that you may need to enter your serial number. Um, yeah. In order to get the recovery media from Acer. 
Yeah, I got all that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good luck. Uh, you. you got it. So, yeah, that's that's another issue, right? I mean, somebody passes, and you want to get access to their their data. There is other ways too, if you need to get access to their data. Believe it or not, you could. You know, let's say that machine. You just take the drive out and plug it into a Windows 10 machine, and you right. can lo- you can actually look at the data. Yeah. Um, so that is an option as far as getting access to data, but get, logging in, no. But you'd be that, you would think that wouldn't be a thing, but it is. Well, it yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there, let's just say there there are ways around it, but I wouldn't recommend them. Right. Well, guys, I want to thank you so much for joining us on this lovely Saturday morning. I want to thank Mike G for posting everything over at Facebook and Twitter, and hopefully Zuckerberg will deem it worthy. If so, it'll get into your newsfeed if you follow us over at Tab Computer Systems. We're also were we were broadcasting live over at WTIC's Facebook page. So we're sorry if we scared you this morning. Um, but we were there every Saturday. You can check us out and ask questions there. Of course, we're on the Odyssey app, right? If you, we're podcasted with whatever, wherever you get your podcast. If you subscribe to our podcast, it'll get to you. And we would appreciate you subscribing to our podcast. No harm, no foul. You don't have to listen to it. But if you subscribe, it's a step in the right direction, right? <laughs> so feel free to subscribe and uh, listen to our podcast. And I want to thank Carolyn for producing and turning the air conditioning on so we weren't boiling in here. We thank her so much for that. Remember, we want you to be geeks, too. We'll see you next Saturday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.